I'm Gavin Scott, your host. Welcome to the Stay Outstanding podcast, the show that shares wisdom and gifts knowledge, motivates you to be your authentic self, influences you to fulfill your true potential, encourages you to take action, and inspires you to step into your greatness. so pleased to welcome today to the studio Joel Salaman who is a master prosperity coach thank you for being here with us Joel um would you you. like to introduce yourself to to the gang thank you Gavin thank you so much for having me it really is a pleasure and an honor to be here so thank you I, I appreciate you Yes, I call myself a master prosperity coach. I shut down my hedge fund in 2016 to just coach and teach. And I shouldn't say just, uh, uh, but yeah, I was, I, my dream. And if you would ask me in 1993, it was to be a hedge fund manager, to manage other people's money. And it took me 15 years to achieve that dream mostly because when I asked people, how do they get to be a hedge fund manager? How do they get to be a money manager? They gave me doubt, massive doubt, a ton of rejection. And finally, I found one person who gave me his route and I followed it mostly. But along the way, I had a lot of doubt. And I teach my clients now, hashtag doubt the doubt. Have faith in your dream. Don't have faith in your doubt. And I had faith in my doubt for a long time. And that's why it took me 15 years. But I did achieve my dream. I worked uh, as a hedge fund manager at Citigroup in 2008. Uh, You may remember 2008 was not the best year in the stock market. The market was down 40%. We uh, were only investing in financial companies, and they were down 57%. And we managed to make a little bit of money that year, made more money the next year. And then there was a law passed that banks can't own hedge funds. So they laid us all off, which actually gave me the kick in the butt to start my own fund. And I probably wouldn't have started my own fund without that kick in the butt. And so I'm grateful for that law that was passed. And I started my own fund, launched in 2013 and did it for about three years. Uh, But I went to a personal development course in the end of 2015, December 2015, and there was a guy there who was speaking for one hour. It was a three-day course, and he was speaking for one hour about stock options. And when he spoke about options in particular, he made it sound easy. He said, you don't need much time. You don't need much money. This is how the rich people get rich. And options are essentially risk-free. And I was sick to my stomach. I had people tapping me on the shoulder, whispering, here, Joel, does this make sense? So after he was done, we, I was polite. We went out of the auditorium and I told him, please don't do this. He has no idea about any of you individually. And most importantly, no idea about your belief that you could become rich using options. So I went home that night. I couldn't sleep. They get at me at 4.30. I jumped out of bed. I quickly got dressed. I was at my office in midtown Manhattan before the sun rose. And I sent an email to my investors telling them I'm giving them their money back. I'm shutting down my fund. I figured out my true purpose in life. So I am helping people become financially free now. And I truly believe that there are a million ways to become rich. 
It's not just options. It could be options for a handful of people, but it could be stocks. It could be real estate. It could be your own business. Could be You a know, bank what account. do you, yeah, exactly. So what, yeah, what's, what's your passion? What's your purpose? And I believe that you'll be more prosperous doing those things than by doing something that you feel like you're required to, to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that introduction, Joe. This we've we've spoken before, and uh, and I know that background about you. But you've just ended that introduction on such a big topic: the passion and purpose matrix. Um, most people don't seem to be living a life of purpose, um, and certainly not with passion. And it's it really is our work. To, to get more people to consciously be living in in purpose and passion. Um, I'm sure most people right now are screaming out, don't talk about passion and purpose, let's talk about the money. And I, <laughs> uh, you and I know the two come hand in hand, as it were. Um, but are there any shortcuts? Well, yeah, I it doesn't need to take you 15 years, right? And so that's why I'm here to help people so that my long road can lead to your shortcut. And so there's a few things that I recommend doing. And I'm not, I by the way, I don't know any billionaires who just sit at home all day and meditate and visualize. They visualize their dreams and I'm sure most of them do meditate, but they're also getting out into the world and taking action. Taking massive action, I will call it inspired action because they believe in, they have a big why. Like my big why is to help at least 100,000 people become financially free. At least 100,000 people become financially free. That's my big why. So that that's what gets me up in the morning. Now I do visualize every morning. And if you want, I'll give you the six powerful steps to visualization plus the bonus seven step and I do meditate every morning but then I get out and I get on stay stay outstanding podcast right I get out into the world and I'm taking action I'm meeting people because I believe that's the only way to get out and help is by taking action right so I meet with 15 people a week excluding my clients to give them a little idea of what I do and give them a little inspiration in 30 minutes free. By the way, I give everyone in the world 30 minutes free. So if you're interested, just go to salamore.com, S-A-L-A-U-R-M-O-R.com. My, my company name is named after my daughters. So L-A-U-R for Lauren, M-O-R for Morgan, and essay for the first two letters of my last name. But everyone can sign up for 30 minutes free of prosperity coaching. But let me go back to answer your question more fully because the shortcuts, I believe, are mindset. Mm -hmm. And meditation and visualization are two important criteria. But I can go through some of the nine money rules. And rule number one is when you believe. So I already talked about doubting the doubt. But when you believe in your mission, when you believe in your purpose, 
when you believe in yourself and you believe in others? Because Gavin, I believe in you. As I do in you, my friend. Thank you. And if you believe in yourself and you believe in others, you will come at your work from a completely different point of view. And mindset and belief are critical. So what do you believe about money? Do you believe that you can be spiritual and rich? Do you believe you have to work really, 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 really hard to be rich and successful? Well, every time I find myself working really, really hard and chasing the money, I remind myself that I don't have to do that or be that way. Um, exactly. Then it flows to me a lot easier. Uh, so right. this, this harder, you're yep. creating the friction and stopping it flowing to you. Exactly. So you're creating resistance, the friction, if you're like, I got to do all this stuff. When I found in my life, when I'm meditating, when I'm visualizing, I'm in the flow and things are coming to me. And when I like, I feel like I have to do all this stuff, then I'm creating resistance. And then, then it takes a lot longer because I'm trying to move matter to create matter rather than being in the flow of the energy. I say money, a quote from the nine money rules millionaires uses money is just energy. And by putting it out there, it must come back to you. So, so rule number one is when you believe. So I would write down some beliefs you have about money. You have a relationship with money, whether you know it or not. And I, I met a woman last year who said to me, Joel, I don't care about money. Well, if you don't care about money, I'm pretty sure it doesn't care about you. Think about it as a person. It's not going to flow to you when you use those words, right? So care about it. I'm not saying you have to be greedy, but I'm saying it's good to be rich because if you had $10 million, you could give a million dollars away to your favorite charity or create your own charity. So belief is really critical. It's the first step of the nine money rules. And so I would write down your beliefs. Just, just spend five minutes. What, what were you taught growing up from your parents, from your friends? What did you learn through osmosis? I was taught that's too expensive. We can't afford that. Money doesn't grow on trees. Joel, shut that light off. We're not a shareholder of Long Island Lighting Company. <laughs> All those limiting beliefs, that poverty consciousness didn't serve me. And I'm sure most people who are watching this, listening to this, were brought up that way. And it doesn't serve you. I think there's a huge reflection point on that which the generation before basically lived through a war age and whilst being at war they were taught to survive and not to thrive and so that has a huge impact on the mindset and it creates some fundamentals for your beliefs but we're no longer in that age and the beauty is i believe as i know you do that we can change our beliefs and that we are the creators of our reality, even though sometimes we see our reality for what it is in a 3D world sitting right in front of us, and we're not content or happy or fulfilled by it. it doesn't mean that we can't change it. Right. So you can, if you have a limiting belief, you can flip it. So if you have a lim limiting belief like money, 
rarely flows to me. You can flip that to money comes easily and frequently. If you have a belief that I've been a terrible money manager in the past, you can flip it to I'm an excellent money manager. By the way, I am the two most powerful words in the English language. I am an excellent money manager. Now you can put your name in it too. I, Joel Solomon, am an excellent money manager. And you can say it out loud with emotion. Now, here's a really powerful tip that most people will not tell you. People will teach you about affirmations, you know, powerful self-talk, but they won't tell you that if you say something you don't believe, it's going to take a really long time to come to fruition. So if you say, I'm a, I am an excellent money, ma money manager and your belief level is a one on the scale from one to 10, where 10 is absolute faith and one is massive doubt, then you're doing this all day, every day. You're calling BS on yourself in your head. If you say, I am an excellent money manager I am an, and you don't believe it, nothing's happening. This is what's happening. So you could say, if you don't, if you're not a seven, eight, nine, or 10, maybe you're a three, you could say, I'm becoming an excellent money manager, or I allow myself to be an excellent money manager. And then if that's a seven, eight, nine, or 10, say those for a few weeks or a few months until you start believing that you are an excellent money manager and you can start saying it. Awesome. Awesome. I love that because there is such a discrepancy between true uh, belief. I think if you go back probably the best part of the year, I don't have our uh, episode sheet in front of me, but there is an episode of Stay Outstanding, um, a solo episode called The Seed of Doubt, uh, where I literally talk about exactly this because I was experiencing it. And... The funny thing is, Joel, as much as I've created this mindset of resilience and strength and, you know, all these things, I recognize today that I still have doubt in some areas. And I want people to know that that's only natural. It's only when you become aware of these things, you can change them. And... Change doesn't happen overnight. There's no shortcuts. We've got to do the work. We've got to do the inner work, as a lot of people will refer to it. And so really finding somebody like Joel or myself, um, whoever resonates with you, to go through your beliefs and your doubts and find out where your blind spots are, that is the shortcut, as Joel already said. So... Joe, I think that's beautifully framed. Um, thank you for sharing that. What would you say is the second of the nine money rules? Rule number two is trust your intuition. And I know it's going to sound strange coming from a hedge fund manager, but as a former hedge fund manager, I will tell you if I didn't trust my intuition, I either made less money or lost money. And you may be saying, Gavin, so Joel, how do I develop my intuition? And I say, because develop it just like you do, like I used to do, you know, go to the gym and doing my bicep curls. 
right? It's practice. So practice using your intuition every chance you get. You're probably making hundreds, if not thousands of decisions every day. So start with a baby step. Maybe you're going for a drive and there's two ways to go. Trust your intuition, which is the faster way to go. I play this game with my daughters when we're on vacation and we're in the hotel and there's two or four elevators that are going to take us up to the room. Close your eyes and use your intuition and see which one's going to come first. Or maybe you're on the subway platform in Manhattan and the local train is sitting there and the express is coming in two minutes. What do you do? Local express. Trust your intuition. So there, there are many ways to, the way to develop it is to practice using it and, and not do an analytical decision, but trust your highest self giving you guidance. And believe it or not, when I was investing, I would get these intuitive hits. And like I said, if I didn't trust them, I usually lost money or made less money. So just so, going, sorry, just going back to your um, examples there of trusting your intuition. Can we do ones very specifically with money? So let's say somebody has been saving money um, for their mortgage in a savings account that's a subsection of their everyday account and they struggle at the end of every month and they end up removing the mortgage amount that they've saved be it three dollars thirty dollars three hundred dollars three that doesn't matter the amount but in essence as you said earlier they're calling bs on themselves because they've got this saving scheme but it's not actually working for them um you know applying their intuition so this is the seat of fear, if you like, where it's at the end of the month, they've got a bill to pay. They want to pay it using the mortgage money because it's the only liquidity they've got right now. But they know they should be saving it for their mortgage because that's what it was created for. How would intuition work in that moment? No, so I would still you know, dip into that account to pay. But then I would say to myself, I'm going to trust my intuition for the next month to know that more money is going to flow. I'm going to be able to manifest more money next month and be able to put that back and more. And so it's and I teach nine different money manifestation techniques, which I know people will say this is woo woo, but these work. They've worked in my life. And again, I'm not saying just stay at home and meditate and visualize. Visualization is a manifestation technique. You have to get out into the world and take action. So it's looking at the physical reality and saying, okay, I have to deal with this short-term issue, but then believe and know that you can generate money in a million different ways from surprise places every single day of your life. And when you're open to that infinite possibility, then the possibilities become probabilities. So I love that, Joel, and I think you're so spot on there. I'd love to just give a wild and wacky example to the listeners. Um, 
I was on holiday skiing and I thought how nice it would be if I could make an investment to have a ski chalet where I could make it my ski home, if you like, but as an investment, I could rent it out and it could make money for me. So I'm killing two birds with one stone. And rather than just sitting at home, visualizing and manifesting, I took the afternoon off skiing and my friends were all like, where are you going? Like, we're skiing. Um, and I kind of ignored them because obviously the uh, the chitter chatter got a bit uh, brutal. And I went down to see a couple of properties. And so by actually physically walking around these chalets that were for sale, I am creating that manifestation, that visualization technique by taking inspired action, as you say. Now, I do want to say to the folks listening, it's one thing to be walking around the property that you want to buy or invest or live in. It's another thing, as Joel said, let's go back to the first money rule, is the belief that you can own it. And therefore, when you're walking around the property, having a look at it as if you are buying it, you have to be in the energy that you can buy it. Not in the energy of where you are right now, but the energy of where you will be in the future in that moment of time when you come to buy it. Yes, and a great example. And I've done this in the past. You know, there's, uh, I, I live a couple miles from the, one of the most affluent neighborhoods in all of the United States, Greenwich, Connecticut. And after a hurricane recently, I went to a real estate broker and I said, can you show me some properties? And he said, well, you know, the the storm just happened. Nobody's really showing anything and there's a lot of damage. And I'm like, perfect. You know, show me some properties on the water, you know, for 10 million plus. And what I did is I went to these properties and I took pictures and made it my vision board. And I acted as if, which is what you did, I call it acting as if, what you want to happen has already happened. You're taking action, you're in, you're, you're in, you're not just, you know, going online and looking at the houses, but you're physically in the house. Maybe you're walking around the property, taking pictures, asking questions as if you're about to buy. And I wasn't about to buy, but I was getting in the energy of thinking that I'm about to buy. And it's a powerful, very, very powerful exercise. So I, I'd recommend to viewers and listeners, how can you act as if what you want to happen has already happened? You know, you want the ski chalet, you want that dream car, you want that dream vacation. In 2021, I wanted to go to Egypt to see the pyramids, to touch the Sphinx, to go to some of the temples, to see King Tut's tomb, and I researched. I acted as if I was going. I went online and I checked out the flights. I saw how many frequent fly miles I needed to, to fly business class, 100,000 miles. And I checked out the hotels, how much they were actually quite inexpensive to stay in hotels. Most of those hotels in Egypt averaged uh, 25 US dollars average. And, and then I looked at the tours. And in January of 2022, I was in Egypt touching the Sphinx, 
going inside the Great Pyramid of Giza. It's a powerful exercise. Now, I didn't just do that, right? I, I, I decided I needed to invest and save money in order to be able to have the money to do that trip. And I also used that credit card that was going to have give me enough miles so I could fly a business class for free. So there's a lot of actions I took as well, but I act, acting as if is a powerful exercise. Beautiful. Absolutely. Um, the third money rule that you live by, what, what would the third one be? Can happiness buy you money? Not can money buy you happiness, can happiness buy you money? It's a rhetorical question because if you're happy 24 seven, it probably includes prosperity and abundance and doing your passion and purpose. So when I was a hedge fund manager, if I lost money, I was sad. Mm -hmm. If I made money, I was happy. And there was one particular day I lost over 600,000 US dollars. That day I realized when I put on an uplifting song that I felt better. And I realized that I could change my feelings, my emotions by doing certain things, by listening to uplifting song, by visualizing, by meditating, by spending time with my daughters, Lorna Morgan, by taking a jog, by playing with a dog, by getting out of nature. So if, as we talked about earlier, money is just energy. And there's a certain vibration for abundance and prosperity. It's not down here in fear, anger, worry, sadness, depression, which I was sad and depressed that day. There was no way I was going to make any money or recover any of that money that day because I was way down here. And in the next few days, I was as well. But I slowly but surely moved my vibration up by doing these things that created unconditional happiness. In fact, in August of that year, when I had lost that big amount of money in July and August, I took not one, but in the U.S., it's a big deal. Take two weeks off straight. One week with my daughters. One week I went to Croatia and, and Rome with a buddy of mine. And we had fun. And I wasn't, I wasn't looking at the tickers all day long. I was enjoying myself, having a good time. And I had my, in August and September, I had my best two months managing money relative to the overall stock market index. And I truly believe by doing these happy habits, by spending more time vibrating up here, that I created more abundance and prosperity in my life. So I, I challenge people who are watching right now to write down some things that, that make them happy and then have it as a go-to practice. If you're not, if you're feeling down about your money situation or in general, put on an uplifting song, go for a walk in nature, go for the jog, you know, do some gardening, you know, take a walk on the beach, maybe write in your gratitude journal. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Um, I know that we are so short on time for this conversation because we could probably talk for hours, Joel, and uh, I would like to, and I'm happy to invite you back another day. But if we could, because I know that our listeners are sitting on the edge of their seat going, but I want to know what all nine are before we end the episode. Tell me, tell me, tell me. 
Can we quickly just run through the remainers? Okay, so one is 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 when you believe. Two is trust your intuition. Three is can happiness buy you money. Four is can visualization make me financially free. Five is gratitude. Six is giving. Seven is where is my cash going? Eight is DIY investing. Do it yourself. And nine is don't diversify. Don't diversify. Until you've got a big enough portfolio. But that's a conversation for a whole other time. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, um, you can reach me at Solomon.com. Um, you know, sign up for your free 30 minutes. I'd, I'd love anybody who's watching, listening to to connect with me. Uh, no obligation to do anything more. Think crazy, awesome things have happened in that free call. People have manifested $10,000 in the next week or two after that call. I would like to add that anyone considering clicking, calling, uh, connecting with Joel should, um, because if you're thinking about it or feeling, thinking about it intuitively, you could do with some help, then you're only doing yourself a disservice by holding back. And that's one of the biggest things that actually stops us from making progress in our life is this idea that we hold ourselves back and we do it subconsciously without knowing it. And people like Joel and myself, we're trained to see uh, that you're doing it and we remove those blind spots for you and help you. So um, Joel, I'm really grateful for your time. I'm really grateful for your enthusiasm, for sharing your wisdom um, and for just being yourself. Just before you go, I've got one question for you. What does stay outstanding mean to you? Keep on moving forward, you know, be in alignment with your why and keep on moving forward to your dreams. You know, I think everyone has some big dreams. And for me, that's how you stay outstanding by pursuing all your dreams. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I'm afraid everyone listening, we're, we're going to have to close it there because we could talk for hours and hours. But Joel, thank you again. And if you want to get hold of Joel, uh, you can get hold of him through www.salaurmor.com. Uh, there will be uh, details in the show notes. And we look forward to hearing your feedback about working with Joel. Joel, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Gavin. I appreciate you. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the content and got any value, please do like it, rate it, follow, subscribe, and leave a comment. You'll find us across all the social media channels, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. It's been my privilege to host you today. I'm Gavin Scott. Until next time, stay outstanding. Thank you.